Hey, everyone. It's Danielle. Welcome to Female Intern. Um, I'm very excited about today's guest. I'm looking at my phone to just make sure that uh, I don't miss when she arrives. Um, but yeah, I have about five to seven minutes before she gets here. And um, to be very honest, um, this is one of the hardest, this has been one of the hardest weeks in, in recent memory. Um, the cloud of depression has been, has sort of rolled back into my life. Um, you know, the, the way I experience that is my appetite drops and randomly I'm crying. It's not really random, but my nervous system goes into like an acute panic mode. Um, my tendency is to want to withdraw and retreat and not reach out to anyone because of my, you know, one of those core wounds. I'm a burden to everyone, but um, I have been reaching out to to my friends and I, I want to, I just want to give them, I want to express some gratitude to them, to my friend Lee, who is a guest on this podcast, to my friend Julie, to my friend Tina. Um, you guys have really pulled through and I I hope everyone who is interested in deep friendship gets to experience the the kind of support and the feeling of like feeling held by your friends it's um just life affirming and um yeah just this week has been uh full of some some real darkness and some real lightness. I ran my, um, Salma and I ran our, our fringe show for the first time in front of an audience at the tiny cupboard. And thank you to that generous audience who came to watch. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a big moment. And I think I felt a lot of pressure on that. Um, yeah, just, you know, realizing one's goals. It's like scary and, just like regulating the the kind of pressure that I feel inside of my body is is challenging. Um, I've I've been depressed before. I'm I will likely be depressed again. Um, I'm not trying to be happier than I actually am. I'm trying to actually just talk exactly how I how I am. Um, today was a better day than yesterday. Yesterday was a better day than the day before. Um, I've been taking care of myself in that I've been going to Central Park after work. I work so close, and then I could just go and lay down in the grass. Today, I was like, there were a lot of bugs crawling all over me, like teeny, tiny, 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 teeny, toony, tiny little bugs, like smaller than a sesame seed. I was kind of like, what? We didn't even, who even are you guys, and where did you come from? And oh my God, you're all over me. So I got a little freaked out, so I sat on a bench. But usually, I'm like laying in the grass, and I'm looking up at the trees because guess what? That is medicine. Okay, nature, guys, how come no one told me about nature? Nature rules, okay? I'm coming into a phase of my, like, living, having lived in New York City or in cities for a long time, and I am finally acknowledging the lack of, the, the lack of um, access and, um, just availability and, and, and closeness of, and proximity to like being able to like withdraw into nature. Like a park is a, is wonderful, but it's like, it's not quite the real thing. It is still kind of this manufactured natural experience. And, um, last weekend I went to my friend Jess 
my, my friends Jess and Stage, they got married and um, it was just one of the best weekends of my life. It was at this retreat center in Massachusetts. Freaking gorgeous. Stayed in a cabin with Jess's best friend from childhood, Liz, and her partner, Travis. It ruled. Um, Jess and Stage are crazy and they allowed me, invited me to and allowed me to to sing a song to them at their wedding ceremony. And I brought Chubbs, my bass, drove him up to Massachusetts. And it was just one of the most intentional and beautiful ceremonies and weddings I've ever seen. Everything was so intentional and their families love them. Their friends love them. It's like so clear that they're so loved. Like none of this was like social theater or performance. It was such, it was everyone who was there wanted to be there. And, um, that was pretty spectacular, but it was also, um, it, it kind of took a lot out of me, um, to like feel this explosion of, of this intense saturation of, of love, um, for these two people who, who love each other and we're celebrating that. I, and I got, came back to New York and I didn't really, I didn't really give myself much time to process, um, much downtime. I don't know if you guys uh, do downtime. I require it. And I've really not, um, I've really neglected that need of mine in the last few weeks. Um, and it sort of culminated this weekend at this like intense, emotional, um, very positive, beautiful experience. But then kind of coming home and like the, the crash after that, it's been really dark. It's been really difficult to, to get through, to be like, oh no, am I going to wake up tomorrow morning anxious? Like, that's so scary. It's so scary to be there. Um, so yeah, I just, uh, reaching out to friends, it's sort of, a, it takes practice, especially when you're someone who's like, oh, but I'm, I'm sure, surely I'm annoying and no one wants to deal with my shit. I'm not asking my, you know, you don't have to ask your friends to deal with your shit for you, but they can hold you while you deal with it. Yeah. I'm grateful to my friends. My mood is a little fragile. Big moves are happening with the Fringe show. One of my nearest and dearest, closest friends on planet Earth married a person she loves with so much integrity. A lot's going on, but I think I'm going to stop it there and I'll be back soon with our guest. Okay, welcome to Female Intern. Hi, Divya. Hi, Danielle. Can you can you introduce yourself to the audience? Oh, uh, I'm Divya. I'm a comedian and writer based in New York. Okay, so polished, so <laughs> perfect, <laughs> so perfect. Oh my god, I feel like I wanted to have like one on one time with you for I don't know since I've known you. I think I've I think I first learned learned of you um, in the the Firestarters mic at, mm. at Eastville. I feel like that's where I first, I don't know, maybe it's not, I don't know, but. It, that sounds, yeah. But that kind of sounds, sounds reasonable. That sounds, that sounds like it's plausible. <laughs> I was just talking about you the other day. <gasps> great, great. All bad things. Yes. Well, <laughs> I hope that's the, that's more fun. I hope you were talking shit. No, I was just saying, I was telling someone that I was doing your podcast tonight. This was yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, it's Danielle Deludis. And they were like, oh, I've never met her, but everyone, everyone I've talked to like anytime someone has mentioned her, they've said she's amazing and so funny. And I'm like, yes. Okay, who are you talking to? You've got to? a reputation. Oh my God. Can I tell you actually, I've been nervous that I like, 
I never usually think about like my reputation. I'm just like, you know, a little, little soft and fuzzy, whatever person. Is in that the... how you think of yourself? What? Soft and fuzzy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Oh, my gosh. How do I come <laughs> off? Oh, this is going to be so good. I I mean, not that you come. I don't think you're hard and mean. No, some people I are like, you. you're intimidating. And I'm like, you're dumb. <laughs> so, OK, but I just think you're funny and smart and strong and awesome. But I like truly don't. I I don't get like cuddly vibes from you. Interesting. Okay. I get a lot of like um if I see people at a party and I we're talking I'm like, hey, what's going on? Like, how are you? People get serious immediately and they're like, Well, actually, mm. this is what's going on. And I'm just like, okay, tell me about it. Do you want to sit down? Like, um, people I think for for I guess maybe it depends on the context, but I I can have an energy that's like, yes, come sit down. Like, tell me what's up. Um people and but yeah I I was like that with someone who really took advantage of that uh, yeah in like the last like I don't know like a, a few months ago already and now we like sort of have beef I'm not a person who has beef like I don't wait I want to hear more because I think because I think you and I are similar in that so I don't describe that as soft and cuddly or fuzzy, but I think it's that you're calm and grounded. Oh my god, it's <laughs> way better. <laughs> and I think there are because I get yeah. I get into this dynamic a lot where it's people that are like untethered and just going through something where oh, they like sense yeah. that about you. They sense that you're like calm and reassuring and rational, and they're like, I need that mm -hmm. in my life. But what yeah. ha what happened that they took advantage? Um. Or they, how did that like come to a head? They stayed at my place. They like needed a place to crash. We didn't know each other very well. Just like knew each other from Mike's. Um, and then they helped me out one time and never really like clicked, clicked. Um, I was just like, I don't know. The energy is just not perfect. But like acquaintances, you know, nothing bad to sure. say. Um, and then... Um, Basically, we were working in the same place and she left under very abrupt and mysterious circumstances, was also dating someone in the in the office. And um, she kept texting me to try to get her paycheck to like resolve some paycheck issue mm -hmm. and was relentless about it. And I was like, given the nature of your relationship with our employer and I would like to keep my job like I, my financial stability right like rides on this too like I don't feel comfortable being an in, a financial intermediary yeah. here um I think we got to do some like self-advocating um and it sort of uh was not what she wanted to hear and she wrote back some like long dramatic text that I have like Stockholm syndrome I don't know some crazy thing like you call yourself a feminist I was like what Okay. And then like accosted me outside of the bar, outside of Easy Lover one time, like after a, a show I, I had hosted. I was like trying to, have, I saw her and I was like, why is she at my show? Like there's so many other shows to yeah. go to. Um, and then like she tried to like tell me off outside the bar and I was just kind of standing there like nodding like, oh my God, this person's not okay. Like they're yeah. deeply wounded. They'll never look inward and it's really not about me. Yeah. Um, but that Lee actually Lee Land like told me that she heard this this comic on stage <gasps> being like like t Lee knew the story so she knew that she was talking shit about me and I was like oh fuck like 
is this gonna happen now? Like, are people just gonna be like, oh, Danielle's a cunt because this person's like going on stage saying that? And Lee was like, other people know you. Yeah. No one's gonna think that. And I was like, oh. Was she using your name? I don't think so, okay. but I don't know. I don't know. The point is, um, it is kind of it is kind of thrilling to have um, to have some beef that like I don't care about at all. Like the stakes really couldn't be lower. But um, that's unusual for me. And I imagine yeah. for you as I imagine you don't have maybe I'm wrong, but I imagine you don't have a ton of enemies. I don't know. Okay. I think I. <laughs> yeah, I also truly don't feel like I have a reputation in the scene. I just assume most people have no idea who I am and yeah, same. it's meaningless, but I have low key beef with a few people. My eyes just lit up. I'm like, <laughs> well, the nuanced beef. Oh my God. Yeah. Are you willing to share any, anything? Yeah, I can Are share. you willing to dox everyone involved? I think I just end up doxing myself, but <laughs> um, yeah, they probably won't listen to this. <laughs> um, I had people, comedians who previously or prior to the, these incidents, like I'd considered friends. One of them like more loose acquaintance, another them a closer friend. Mm. And then, and they're, these incidents are the same, but totally separate and unrelated. Um, just kind of unprompted, they each told me that I, I'm paraphrasing obviously, but told me that I like wasn't as funny as my friends, <laughs> that I was lucky to be, to get to hang out with those people so I could become a better comedian. And that the only thing I had going for me was that I was South Asian so I could like play the diversity card. This literally sounds like a racist character in a script. Neither of them were white. Still. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. That's wow. They, have, of course, were both straight men. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I mean, that is, that part's shocking. That part's really shocking. That they were <laughs> straight men. I can't even, I don't even know if I believe you <laughs> that they would do such a thing. Whoa. I know. But at the time, and I think even at the time, like I recognized that what they were saying was out of their own insecurity and jealousy, but it still messed with my head. Yeah. Like I was still, cause of course, like, cause that's one of the main things to survive in comedy is to not compare yourself to others. Cause we're all, we're all on our different journeys. Y yeah. We're all on our different timelines. And so it's like, you only, you have to just like compare your progress to where you were. Yeah, you just gotta focus and on And it's yourself. like such a death knell to compare yourself to others. Like that's not productive, it's not helpful. But like that, so that got in my head for Damn. a little bit. But that was where it was like, okay, I guess we're not friends anymore. When, when was that? This was like the summer of 2021, I think. And okay. so I think that was part of it too, where it was like, one of them had started comedy before me, but like I think took a little longer coming out of the pandemic to start up again. And so I was like, just doing, I was sure. like out there a lot. Just, doing a, little, shows, just a little busy. Mics. And I think there was like, my this was my interpretation was there's just like insecurity mm -hmm. of, of that and maybe some jealousy even though like I'm not like I know I, you're so uncomfortable being like they were jealous of me yeah which is like, like well that's the stupidest part of it is like why <laughs> like 
be jealous of someone who's in a much better place. Like, did did you? I mean, have those have those? I mean, I'm saying friendships in quotes. Like the, those acquaint acquaintance friend. Like, I don't know. Have you talked to either of them about like what they've said, or is just like a kind of a slow fade? Um, it was a quick fade. A quick where basically, fade. Because I've been in the same space as each of them subsequently, but I, and I'll be civil and I might like give a head nod or say hi, but I'm not, I'm polite, but I'm not warm. I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't engage. Okay. I need to learn how to do that. How to be polite, but not warm. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like that's a, that's how I get taken advantage of. I'm just like, Hey, like to everyone, even like, people that have hurt you. Well, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, like it's this like fawning like habit um it's not good yeah <laughs> um and even as it's happening when i'm doing it i'm like what what stop it yeah, yeah <laughs> like yeah. it when i was um like the, when the person accosted me outside the bar my friend was like okay you could just tell her to fuck off and i was like wait you're like allowed to say that to someone like i didn't fuck off is like stronger there's yeah. there's there's more middle ground between like just nodding and smiling and like fuck off but Polite but not warm is a is a balance that I would like to practice more. Well, because for me, when I'm <laughs> I think I'm often described as <laughs> like cold and standoffish, mm. but like with friends and people I genuinely like, like, yeah, I am warm and affectionate and genuinely excited to see you. Like, that's not an act. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I want to see you and like I'm excited to hug you, Danielle, mm -hmm. after after my sweat sweaty. has yeah. died. Yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but that. if I like don't feel any sense of warmth towards you, then yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna smile and try to placate you. And no, that's a very. Um, it sounds like you have the skill of like knowing how to be judicious about like allotting your emotional energy, not just like giving it out for free, but like just. <laughs> Sa saving it for people, you know, saving it for just saving it, like being economical about it. Cause it is in a way it's a like renewable resource, but it's also very, very draining to just give and give and give like, you know, when that's just not necessary. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it really comes down to reciprocity and it's, mm -hmm. that's such a foundational thing to me in friendships and relationships. And yeah. it's like, if I know you're not here for me, why the fuck would I show up for you? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, uh, I admire, I admire you. Do you, have you all, has, I don't know, has that like been your internal constitution for a long time? Or is that like a mode of being that you've like grown into? I think I've grown into that. I think I've experienced a lot of imbalanced relationships mm. um and I try to give the benefit of the doubt like even yeah. one of those people that wasn't just one occasion it was like yeah. I after the first time I I let it go and I was like okay maybe he didn't mean it that way and then the second time I was like this is very intentional yeah and I and he knows what he's doing right now too that was the thing so I was like all right sorry <laughs> I don't need that in my life I think it's also that of like I you know, we've all struggled emotionally and it's like, okay, it's been for yourself. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah. But it's like, I've done a lot of work to, to try to like 
be kinder to myself. Oh my God. Like what, like how, how do you do that? It's how do you so do embarrassing. that? It's no, the most. <laughs> no, I want to know about like what homework you do for like taking care of your like emotional well-being. <laughs> it's, I have jokes about this, but it is true. And it's genuinely, I li like, I truly just like brainwashed myself by listening to motivational speeches, oh like God. truly, especially when I like first started doing comedy. Cause it was like, you know, it's so discouraging. Yeah. There's truly, there's no logical reason to keep doing it. Yeah. And, and I was always someone who was incredibly self-critical and like a lot of self-limiting beliefs, like all that stuff. And so I truly would just like, instead of music, like at work or whatever, I would listen to uh, <laughs> like motivational speeches for like hours on repeat. Yes. And it does like, you truly do just have to brainwash yourself to replace your negative self-talk. Yeah, like you you can you can bring yourself into a paradigm shift of like yeah. how you see yourself. That and I have to say like I I primarily know you from like what you know seeing you around and like watching you on stage and like watching you perform as a comedian and it it has always been very clear to me that like you can tell when performers like are critical of themselves in ways that in, in ways that that are not healthy and like you you're not like mean to yourself or like punching at yourself on stage you have jokes like yeah you make fun of yourself and whatever but it's not in this like it's not in this way where you're you're trying to avoid pain like that you're saying um that you've done a lot of work to like be kind to yourself like that checks out to me. <laughs> um, y you are, I, I like trust the the persona, like the person I'm watching. You know, some people like, it's like, you're like nervous watching them. Cause it's like, oh my God, they're not comfortable in their own skin. Yeah. But or it feels like, I don't know. It feels like you, it seems like you've intentionally like grown comfortable in your own skin. Oh. Thank you for saying that. Well, it's interesting because I think you're right. Like I've definitely seen people. It's interesting when when comedians describe themselves on stage or in their act and it doesn't line up with <laughs> what they actually seem like. Like they'll make a joke of like, oh, you're probably thinking this about me. And it's like, I don't think anyone was thinking I that know, about That's you. why I don't do those. Like I look like I don't know. I don't know what I look like. <laughs> Someone was like, you have an oat milk vibe. I'm like, OK, that doesn't help me. I don't know. I don't know what what the audience is thinking when yeah. they see me. And yeah, it's so jarring when a comedian like makes an assumption that you're seeing X, Y, Z in them. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. I mean, I think when some people do it, they really nail it. And then sure. obviously that's of course, of course, that's successful. But yeah, I, it's always interesting when it's like, oh, I don't think you have like the best self-aware or like whatever your perception of you, I don't think is translating. Yeah. Um. So that's always interesting. But also... When I first started, I had a lot more self-deprecating jokes. I still do mm -hmm. have self-deprecation in, in a lot of my material, but I feel like I used to have a lot more. And to me, I never thought it was sad. Like, the jokes worked okay. Um, but it was funny because occasionally people... I mean, I don't trust these people's sense of humor anyway, but people would occasionally <laughs> come up to me and be like, oh, that was... like." you did your sad material or they'd, or they'd say like, oh, but you know, you're, you're like actually a catch, right? Or whatever. And I was just like, oh, I don't like, that's, 
that wasn't a reflection of me like thinking ill of myself. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of I, I suspect many performers are um, like so, so don't want to come across as like cocky or arrogant that it like backfires and they kind of overcompensate in like self-deprecation to a point that's like, oh, my God, OK, st you don't have to punch yourself that hard. Um, well, I think some people, a lot of us are also just genuinely insecure. And oh, like yes. <laughs> but I'm saying like you don't you seem funny. You don't seem insecure and not not to say like. I'm sure you're insecure. We we all have insecurities. Like, you know what I mean? But yeah. grounded and calm. Like, that really is. Do you feel the same on stage and off stage? It, de it depends. I know sometimes when I'm on stage, <laughs> if, it's, if it's a tough show, sometimes I feel, and I'm worried people can sense this, sometimes I feel desperate on stage. Do you get that all. ever? Where it's we like, absolutely all <laughs> like it's are. not going well. The audience doesn't like you, and you're just like trying so hard. Please and I'm so like worried me. people can see that I'm trying so hard right now. You and I never give off that energy, but I completely know the feel. Like it's all internal, and it's and I and yes, <laughs> identify with that. <laughs> Yeah. So those shows aren't so fun. But yeah, I've definitely had those moments of like, yeah, just like, calm, you know, and after the fact, I'm like, dude, just like calm down. Like whatever it was where I just like the vibe was off or it felt like I needed someone's approval in that room. And I was just like, it came off so, yeah, I have no idea how I actually came off, but I'm like, oh, I was so like needy in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, I had a needy moment the other night and I was like, wow, all right, bring it, you know, you got to some. <sighs> so important to be humbled. Really, really essential. I That is true, though. Yeah, that's why I what what's your relationship like to to bombing, like to having a, a set that doesn't either doesn't go how you want or. Whatever bombing feels like for you. How do you, how do you, how do you deal? What's. Danielle, all these questions are so timely and just on target because I feel like literally this whole month <gasps> I've just been experiencing some version of these questions. But really? Kind, yeah. Like it's been a weird month. It's, it's actually been a good month, but it started out like earlier in the month I had a week where I was bombing the whole week but I I don't think I so my definition of bombing is yes what it let's define it's more like it's kind of like a 50% thing of like did did the audience and did I have more fun than not as opposed to like the true definition of bombing which is like you got no laughs but I think for me it's like Okay, was this was this a good show? Like, did we have a good time? Yeah. And if the answer is no, then to me that's bombing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, sometimes it's like I had a good time, or it was productive for me, but probably not so much for the audience. Mm -hmm. And in those cases, because I do think bombs are contextual. Sure. Where it's like sometimes, like truly, no one on the show is getting a laugh, and technically we bombed, but oh well. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 
But I think like earlier this month, I just had a bad week. And then I realized that like part of it was that I was getting afraid to bomb mm. because it bombing can feel very bad. Mm -hmm. And I think I was like in that mode of like, oh, I need to. You know, <laughs> where sometimes you just get in that mindset of like, oh, if I'm not killing it, then I'm failing. And so I got into that, like this little mode of fear where I was like, oh, no, like. I can't bomb, but then that translates to like not having a good time. Yeah, and then that just the insecurity you to bomb, <laughs> not being present. Like you're, you've already taken yourself out of it. Yeah, yeah. So, so then I had that realization. I was like, oh, I should go bomb. Like I need, I actively need to bomb. Yes, <sighs> connecting with you so hard right now. <laughs> you, it's. I've also, I, I don't know if you feel this way. I don't know if you like listen to like comedy interviews or whatever. I feel like I've listened to, I've brainwashed myself with so, listening to so many comedians like give their advice and whatever. And like the overwhelming consensus is like bombing is part of it. Yeah. It's inevitable. Like it's, it's not like, um, oh my God, for some reason I'm thinking of, you know, the like abortion, like how, how like, Hillary Clinton people were like um, abortions should be like safe, legal and rare or, or something like that. OK, oh, maybe it wasn't Hillary, place. but like some kind mm -hmm. of thing where like you're still like shaming abortion and it's still like, well, we really shouldn't be doing that. It's like, no, oh, fucking yeah. have an abortion. OK, that's my opinion. Have have abortions. Um, I feel similarly about bombing like. Rare, like. Perform as much as you can and like learn every time you perform. Yeah. Like what? Just the to be totally destabilized by a bomb is I'm like, oh, I can't really allow that to happen. Like I have to figure out how to cope. Yeah. Because this is part of it. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's just it. And also sometimes it's fun to bomb. Sometimes that allows you to play around more. Or take risks because you're yeah. you're already fucking up. So yeah, it lowers just go the stakes exactly. Yeah, yeah. What um, were did you grow up like a comedy nerd? Like what um, what was your? How did you how did you find yourself here? I think I did always just love comedy. Mm -hmm. Like even as a kid, like I remember watching SNL. Um, I remember like writing song parody lyrics with my friends at sleepovers um, I love it. like doing sketches for our talent show mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, I think where I got into stand-up was when I started watching like the Comedy Central half hour presents like those half hour specials and I was like I really want to do this and so I actually like you know as a kid like it's a teenager was writing jokes that were terrible because they were but, all, but it was all like made it. up premises. Sure, sure, sure. Because <laughs> I had nothing. Yeah, in like my I haven't life. lived. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know stuff. And I recognized that I hadn't lived, so I <laughs> just made up things to write jokes about. Um, but yeah, so that's where it's kind of how I. Whoa. Do you? When did? When did you? Like, what pushed you to actually start? Like to go to a mic? Yeah, because I think it was it was a long period of time between starting to write. And when I actually tried it and I think it was I just like gave myself an ultimatum where I was like because I, you know, was continuing to write and fantasizing about being a yeah. comedian, but I wasn't doing anything 
to actually move towards that. And so at some point, I hate New Year's resolutions, but I did use this as sure. <laughs> like a, a tipping point is I was like, okay, either I just stop writing and stop fantasizing about doing the thing or I actually go and try to do the thing. Whoa. And so that's my own self-imposed ultimatum. Did you did you begin here in New York? I interestingly the first time I like tried did an open mic was in Seattle when I was Ooh. living there. Um When when did you live in Seattle? This was like several years ago, but I like did an open mic and did it for like a few months. And not even, it was like, you know, once every two weeks I would do a mic. And it was this like great safe space that um, I'm still friends with this person that they had created that was specifically centered around like women and queer people. Mm. And it was amazing community. Um, but then I moved to New York and then like didn't do it because I was like, I'm going to live my life. How, how old were you when you moved to New York? Like what brought you here? Work. Um, Actually, no. I, like, came here. I grew up in New Jersey. Where in New Jersey? Bergen County. Shut up. Are you from Bergen County? Yeah. Wait, where are you from? I'm from Englewood. Oh, shit. I'm from Franklin Lakes. Get <laughs> out of town. Oh, my God. I remember going to my friend Tamar's house for Shabbat in Franklin Lakes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wild. Okay, I love That's this. That's so funny. Whoa. No okay. wonder we're so... I think we were maybe separated at birth. Yeah. I mean, and the resemblance is uncanny. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So you grew up, okay, you grew up in New Jersey. Did you grow up, like, coming into the city much for, for any? Yeah, that was, like, the thing. Because you maybe experienced, like, New Jersey transit, going mm -hmm. to the city. You know, that was, like, the thing to go into the city sure. with your friends. Um, and then in college, I like interned in the city one summer. Mm. So that was the dream. But yeah, so I think it was like always, you know, you're like my yeah. goal yeah, yeah, was yeah. I didn't know that I would like would love it here. But to to live in the city was sure. like something you just had to do. Yeah. So I think that was it was like I wanted to come back to the East Coast. I wanted to live in New York City. Did you go to college on the West Coast? No, I went to college in New Hampshire. Ah, OK. East Coast. Do you do you like the East Coast? I do like the East Coast. I like the seasonal changes. Yeah. I love fall foliage. I love seasons. Fall foliage. <laughs> I remember being really young and learning the word foliage and being like afraid to say it because I was like, no one says that word. Like, are people going to think I'm a dork? And like they did. So I, you know, I should have just said it. What are you supposed it. to say? Leaves? Yeah. I love the leaves. I love the fall leaves. That doesn't leaves. have the same gravitas. I know. Foliage. foliage. It it, that, it, that's exactly what it has. It has <laughs> gravitas. Oh, my God. <sighs> it's interesting. I feel like you, I could see you being like a West Coast. Uh, it. You've got a little bit of a West Coast vibe. I think I like being the chill person on the East Coast mm. <laughs> um, and even like even pretending to describe myself as chill is like I'm cracking myself up right now. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I do. I, there's a lot I appreciate about it, like over there on that side of the country. Um, but yeah, is are you do, do you come from a big family? I have a lot of cousins and aunts and uncles and then it's like you know Indian culture so it's like everyone's your 
aunt and uncle. Mm. Um, but in my immediate family, it's just my mom, dad, and I have an older brother. How much, what's the age difference like? He's two and a half years older. Are you guys tight? No. I think we've become, I think we were very close when we were young. Mm. And then understandably grew apart yeah. high school, college years. And then we're also just geographically in different places. We're okay. also very different people. Yeah. But now he's in Queens. Um, and so we're all, and my parents still live in Jersey. So I think also as my parents have gotten older, we've kind of come back together. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I, um, I felt very close with my brother for a long time and I still like, I love him. Um, but our lives are so different and like, our goals are so different and like the kinds of people we spend our time with are like, it's just, um, I don't know. It, it's, it's kind of trippy. It's what like does he do? Something with like spreadsheets and real estate investing. I don't know. Like okay. those are all very three different <laughs> spreadsheets was really the something like <laughs> something with like investing in real estate development. I, I don't, I don't know because it's so boring every time he talks about it. He literally was like, okay, can I explain to you what I do? And I was like, please don't. I just like, because you can, but I'm not, I'm going to stop paying attention. Not because I don't love you. It's just like, I don't have the, I don't have, I don't know what you're, I don't know what you're saying. Um, but he's, he's married. He's, he's mm. like a part of an Orthodox Jewish community. He's a father. They're expecting their second kid. Wow. He's three years younger than I am. Like just so, just very different. Yeah. Very different yeah. lives. Are your parents Orthodox? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Orthodox is kind of like a big, some people when they hear Orthodox, they, they sit, they think like, I mean, like, Hasidish like in um like Williamsburg mm -hmm. or Borough Park and it's it's not that we kind of blend in a little more like we wear normal <laughs> clothes but um, the men do wear um mm -hmm. kippas but but like observant like doing sh Sabbath every weekend okay. and like kosher home um all, like all the doing all the rules yeah yeah do you follow the rules I don't I definitely don't um I'm making a show now. I don't know if you know Salma Hindi. Yeah. Um, we're making a show together where we I talk about our like religious parallels and like the uh, what observance we have like let go of and like all the all the wackadoo stuff. Yeah, we were, that sounds amazing. We were really on board with and now we're like, mm, maybe not. <laughs> are your parents when did that transition happened for you and are your parents yeah. on board that? it's like not their favorite they, they kind of don't um it's just been a long process of me learning like oh I don't need anyone's permission or validation to live my life the way I wanted to mm -hmm. I was like so desperate for their approval um and they're not generous with it like if you know if you're not conforming to like what they see as like the right way um, but yeah, it's been a, a gradual, I think like since college, I like gradually let go of things and maybe like the last five to six years, I'm really like, yeah, this is how I live my life. Yeah. Just hippy dippy Brooklyn gal, whatever. Um, but yeah. Did you grow up with religion? Yeah, I was raised Hindu. Um, and the whole thing of, and you know, like in our house, we have a puja room, mm -hmm. like a prayer room. Um, and so like even when I go home, I'll still 
like before I leave, yeah. like have to go go say prayers and or you know if it's Friday, my mom does like puja every Friday. Um, that sounds beautiful. I mean, you know, I'm an outsider. Like, what the fuck do I know? But potentially, yeah, I think I'm interested. I mean, I consider myself atheist, though I've not, never told my parents mm. this. But I do still like learning about Hinduism from yeah. more like a cultural perspective. Yeah. Because it is like so much of life there and part of the culture. Yeah. I work at a like an art gallery where they the guy sells um, like Indian and Himalayan like antiquities and like mm. antique like really old paint. It's a, a lot of old paintings that like are part of these like larger manuscripts from like religious Hindu texts. And I've just been learning a shit ton about Hinduism and like the various deities. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is way better than the junk monotheism they were trying to like, <laughs> this is has like a, this is an ensemble cast. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. this is way more they all exciting. They have their own stories. What? And, yeah. This is way better. <laughs> and I felt, I so. I'm just kind of like, it's, it's fun to learn about. It's, Again, like it's it's for some people like it's their whole life, and I'm just like just coming to it. I'm like, wow, yeah, you guys been doing this this whole time, huh? You know, because I'm ignorant, but um, I like to learn, and it's really fucking cool. But I wonder, I'm curious what it's like to grow up with that faith tradition. I don't know, like, what the how how like I don't say rigorous, but like how involved it is, or like how restrictive it is. I mean, honestly, my parents were always pretty progressive. Mm. Um, That's fucked up. <laughs> That's really messed up. Tell you, wasn't great for the comedy. Mm. That's so true. Less, My parents yeah. are amazing <laughs> for the comedy. <laughs> Mom and dad, thank you guys so much for being in active litigation over custody <laughs> for 18 years. It's oh actually so good. <laughs> it's so good for comedy. <laughs> Maybe 18 is a little long, but like, certainly 13 oh, okay but yeah crazy <laughs> they're they just love they're just like jews who don't know how to talk to each other but your parents are progressive <laughs> and that's messed up it well okay so i say progressive like they it's all relative but yeah i mean mom has some less progressive views but we just don't let her talk to Let's people <laughs> we don't let her talk actually <laughs> so i guess pretty traditional no um yeah. <laughs> pretty no, traditional gender racist. roles yeah, yeah, women yeah. aren't allowed to talk it's kind of your standard yeah pretty progressive um yeah. <laughs> no but just like they weren't strict about like enforcing and also like i mean there are hindu extremists but like the religion is itself is pretty chill it seems that way like people like people will be crazy about anything sure but if you actually like read the text i mean there's you know, some things that are questionable. But, like, a lot of, like, modern interpretations of it are, like, yeah, like, we all believe in, like, we're not the one true religion. Yeah. There's God, and we all, like, whatever your religion is, we're all worshiping that same God, and you're just doing it differently. That's chill. And just try to, like, be a better person. That's, just, that's crazy. <laughs> that's so crazy. You know, help others. No, Focus on we're right, and that's important. <laughs> that's what I, that's sort of what I learned. That's so wild. But people are, but like my, you know, some people are like very intense sure. about practicing. My parents were not. I mean, we'd like go to temple for like big holidays and big events. 
Um, and yeah, we'd like have the puja room, but which what holidays would you go to? Would you go to temple for? Diwali. Okay. Um, and for like New Year's, we'd go. Um, I think some other ones that I like <laughs> smaller holidays that we don't pay attention to anymore. Um, and I and my parents, I did like Indian dance when I was a kid. Whoa! I think when I was very young, they put me in like some after school program. But also when I was a kid, I was. I mean, I'm, I was like very shy and mm. very nervous and anxious around people I didn't know. I would like, I think like actively work myself up to like feel sick. Oh my goodness. When I was like put into situations with lots of kids and people. Oh I my God. Know. Just like too, like overstimulated, didn't want to be in. I think it was just like so nervous of like, I don't know these people and I don't want to. Yeah. Um, so that was like very much a struggle and a fight when I was younger. That sounds like a hard, like that sounds like a hard, that sounds hard. Yeah. I mean, I wish like, I think they were absolutely doing the right thing because I do wish I had like stuck with some of those things longer or, you know, and I don't sure. speak Hindi or my family's Tamil. I don't speak any Tamil. So it's like, you know, I wish I had those things now that I'm older and yeah. have perspective. But when you're a kid, especially when you're, you know, our town was so white. Yeah. And you're growing up in that environment, like all you want to do is fit in. And so it was like, I don't need to know this. Info like, yeah, it's hard to see how that information is meaningful and relevant to you. But now I'm an adult. And of course, I'm like, Ugh, why am I such a ignorant heathen? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that like... That's just so real. Uh, like, even I, I grew up, like, only around Orthodox people. But, like, we watch TV, and I was like, I just want to be the people mm -hmm. from Boy Meets World. Like, I want to be in that universe. I want, like, there's McDonald's commercials. I'm just like, that looks so good, and there's toys? Like, what the fuck? I just want, you want to, you want to fit it. Like, that's, yeah. we all want that. Like, it sounds, it sounds like, I don't know, did you ever have a, like, rebellious era? Uh, I wouldn't call it rebellious. I think I was very depressed as. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Depression as the rebellion. That is that so good. I I unwell for a I'm, long period of time. If by rebelling you mean I was clinically unwell, <laughs> so funny. Oh my god, it's not funny. It's actually like very, very not. But oh my gosh, okay. Yeah, so it's like a preteen and then teens for actually like a a while. Yeah, it was, um, it was like actually pretty bad, but I was still like you know functional. So so when you say pretty bad, like what do you mean? I mean I just like. Yeah, just had the worst thoughts every day. Um, and yeah, it was like a, just like a real dark period yeah. for me that that I shared with no one, of course. Oh, my God. And no one. Little Divya. <laughs> younger Divya. Um, I would also do all. this like horrible, annoying thing where I would sometimes go days without speaking to people. Whoa. And it was like so annoying to my friends, understandably. But it was like that was also like <laughs> just me going through something. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because it's like, you know, I assume my parents noticed nothing because no one said anything to me. And then 
I've like been learning so much from my mom just in like little bits and pieces because she'll just like kind of offhand make a comment about like something something from my childhood that she like observed or noted. And so recently she just made an offhand comment where she was like, yeah, I don't know, because you were going through something, but I don't know what it was. And I was like, what? I was like, yeah. Was you didn't like, want to like maybe ask about yeah. it. I was like, you knew. You Wait, you knew the whole time? Did not help me at all. Oh, oh my God. Sometimes like realizing like the chasm between you and your parent is like, wait, just, why? Yeah. Why is there this distance? Or like, where was your intuition? Like, where was your parental intuition? Not. But I mean, I guess like, you know, one, we're Asians, so we don't talk about sure, sure, feelings sure, sure. or mental like, health. It, but just like growing up, looking back and then kind of the, well, like what you're describing, having a conversation with your parent a, yeah. and you're like, oh, my God, you're saying what you did wrong and you have no awareness that that was like. Pro, I was like profoundly lonely as a child. Like I didn't know how to cope. It with. was so, it was such a funny moment where I was like, oh. <laughs> and it all it. makes yeah, sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, so you did see what I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you also knew something was profoundly wrong in my life. <laughs> you got that like it was not chill that I wasn't talking. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. But I could also imagine like, that's teens are weird and are weird and i think that's also just one of my biggest realizations as an adult it was like i don't know if you feel like you experience this moment where you're like oh my parents are just people (laughs) yeah yeah and we're all damaged and have our own baggage and no one knows how to raise no one knows anything Oh. Yeah. Well, h- how did you l- arrive at that? Like, how did how did you emerge from, I don't know, like a pretty intense cloud of, of darkness and, and depression? I mean, honestly, I have no idea. I don't like I don't know if that was like a chemical thing or a hormonal. Th- I have no idea. Like I did. There was just a point where like that lessened and it still like comes back sure but like yeah it to some extent self-resolved which is helpful um and then also I think like part of it was also just like a mental shift I had where I was just like you know what like I could stress and agonize about things or I could just laugh about them so I just kind of like shifted my mindset to being like Oh, everything's just ridiculous and absurd, and that's really funny. Yeah. As opposed to everything's ridiculous and absurd, and it's really painful and yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, so I think that's part of it, too. It's yeah. also just like, oh, I'd rather just, like, lean into the absurdity. I, I'm i with you. I feel that. A lot. <laughs> Like a lot, a lot. Yeah, this, the last, co- the, really this last week has been like just the the depression season has like come mm. back into my life. And it's oh like, no. it's very hard and it's like very lonely. And I know I'll emerge from it and because I have before and, I, yeah. you know, you just sort of get better at recognizing when it's coming and like caring for yourself when it's, when it's there. Um, but it's it's just so intense and so thinking about 
Yeah, thinking about like young, like your your child self, like going through like just having a lot of pain and like not not quite knowing where to put it or like that if someone else can hold it is just it's intense. Yeah. Or do you journal? Do you like how do you process stuff? I through comedy. It's hard to. You can claim you process through comedy when whether anyone actually does is, yeah. <laughs> I think, questionable. I would agree with that. <laughs> I, I have this journal that I've had for, like, at least 10 years. But I only journal when I'm going through something. Yeah. So it's yeah. just like a book of misery. Oh, my God. And it is funny to, like, <laughs> go through it. And just be like, wow, that's how I felt like that's intense. Or just like to look at the say, like, you know, mark the date and time for everything. Yeah. And it's like the period of time between entries is also really interesting. And, yes. Um, yeah. So I <laughs> that I guess that helps. But it's not that's not like objective, you know, like, sure. I'm just like truly capturing what I'm feeling and what I think. But those thoughts are so wrong <laughs> like well, they're, they're so fresh it's like yeah. it's the feel it's all the feeling and none of the and none of the insight that none of the reflection gain. none yeah. of the perspective yeah. yeah um so I know sometimes I do like I will say like comedy like does help me because I don't know other people's process but for me like I really do try to like test out I, or like challenge my own thinking like a lot of my this is probably reflective of me being a terrible comedian but like like a lot yeah, of my by the way you, have... you actually are very bad and I did want to I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up no those guys were right um <laughs> like they do have some you know like you have a premise or you have like a thesis behind your jokes and it's like I really do try to see like okay this is this is my crazy thought or my like my hypothesis or my theory on whatever I'm talking about. Okay, is it actually true? And so some of that is like, here's how I see myself or here's how I feel about myself or a thing. And then you write it out and then you try to get at the different angles and explore and whatever. And then you you kind of have to figure out like, oh, I don't think any of this is true. <laughs> like <laughs> These things that. I think about myself, I don't think an yeah. audience would see it that way. Or I don't think I could actually like, properly justify this stance yeah and so yeah. sometimes it's helpful to just it does like I do challenge myself and my views through writing yeah and it's helpful from that perspective I, I absolutely I feel like often I have a premise and I think I know why I think something is funny and I start writing about it and then I read I'm like okay that's deeply upsetting like that's not <laughs> what I'm trying to say and then I need to like really like think on it a little yeah. more. Like, wait, that okay, that's not really what's funny. Like, why am I laughing? And just like, yeah, I don't know. Comedy for me, it's like it's like intellectual playtime. Yes. Like it's so I don't there's a lot of it that's very embodied and very physical. You know, I like to like sit on the floor when I do comedy or whatever. But um the the idea part of it um is so like yeah, challenging yourself. Um, yeah, it's it's fun. It's it like fun. thrilling. I mean, there's so many times where I'm like, oh, if this could, if this one piece could just be true, <laughs> this yeah. joke would work. Yeah, but it's like, and it's and sometimes there there are times where it's like, the audience won't know. Like I could 
say this, but it's like I've done the thinking and it's like I know this is not true. Yeah. Like I know this line of thinking is just like not correct. Yeah. And I think the funniest jokes are jokes that are actually true and like really touch on something. So it's yeah. like, ugh. Yeah. Do, do you feel, okay, so I'm, I'm always interested, like, especially because, like, when people choose to, um, choose stand-up, like, right, it's, it, it's very, it is, uh, it's very communal, yes, but it's also very, sol like, very solitary, and I, like, what do you get out of performing? Is it like, I got stuff to say, <laughs> or like, uh, I love connecting in the moment, like, with other people, or just, like, I have control and everyone has to listen to me and then I get off and no one has to look at me. I, I'm or none of those things. I mean, I think it's one of those things, you know, people always ask or think of it as like, oh, is stand up your calling? And I always say stand up is my compulsion. Like, mm -hmm. I think it's it's hard to say, like, what what is, why do you keep doing this? Because <laughs> it does not make sense. But like if so, I don't know that there is actually like a rational reason for it. If I no, did, even just like a felt well, yeah, thing. I think it, like if I had to rationalize it, I think part of it is like I'm someone who, yeah, like tends to be. I mean, it depends on who I'm with, but you know, like I'm not like this showy, demanding attention person, um, and just like we were talking about before. Yeah, like a lot of social dynamics where it's like someone <laughs> like venting at you and mm -hmm. that type of thing. And so I think it is nice to be in a position where it's like, yeah, like you said, like I'm on stage, I have a microphone, I'm getting paid to talk for 10 minutes and y'all are gonna listen to this. So, and it's nice to like be in that position of like, hey, <laughs> like, you actually have to listen mm -hmm. to me and it is actually about me right now. It is, yeah. I love that, like, it is definitely about me. It's only 10 minutes, like, yeah. and then I'm gonna like, don't even worry like, about don't it. Don't even worry about it. You don't even have to invest, like, <laughs> And actually, very you don't brief. even have to listen if you don't Actually, want to. you don't have to. Like, if you wanna be on your phone, I don't if even care. And I don't even If you wanna take this time to go to the bathroom or order <laughs> yeah. your drink. If you wanna shit the whole time. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds really refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> but I but, think, like, there's also just things that I find, like, really beautiful about, like, the craft of stand-up. Like, I love the writing process and that, yeah, that intellectual, yeah. like, playground. Um, I think it's, like, such a cool, crazy medium where this is, like, the art form where you're trying to evoke this automate, like, this automatic response from people like you're trying to get people to laugh and oftentimes that's happening before they've even processed why they're laughing like that's crazy yeah that that's our goal yeah and you know and and people do sometimes have props or they add other things into their stand-up but like at its core you are captivating and entertaining people just by saying words mm -hmm. like that's so cool that's badass <laughs> i think that's cool yeah yeah are there other, um, what what do you find fun? What do you do for fun? What's that? Like what, what? No, sorry, what's fun? No. Oh, <laughs> I'm learning. I'm, yeah, uh, do you know yeah. Christiana Jackson? Yeah, she's great. <sighs> kind of like my rabbi of astrology. <laughs> 
And every time, she, every time and I say anything, she's like, oh my God, you Capricorns, you just don't know how to have fun. And I'm like, that's correct. That's correct. I need help. So I like to ask people like, are you a person who has a lot of fun? Maybe you're not. I'm a person who's trying to learn how to have a lot of fun. But I'm like, not the fun. I'm not like, yes, stay out all night. I'm like, I love my bed, actually. Yes. Like, it's really oh nice God, in there. beds. Well. And also, to me, that's fun. Recommend. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I do think it's important to actually live a life mm-hmm. outside of stand-up. Yeah. And to be a human. What? Crazy. I know. That's kind of... <laughs> but I like to... And also, we live in New York City. Yeah. So there's just so much cool stuff going on. So I do like to like, I like to go to concerts and live music, other li- live performances that yeah. aren't necessarily stand up, museums, um, like talks, exhibits, like what, yeah. like all the things, like there's so many cool yeah. things yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah. So I like to try to make, and sometimes that means I don't do a mic. Yeah. It, you know? like Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I can't believe you would admit <laughs> that. <laughs> Awkward for you. Oh my goodness. I, at, um, I went to one of my dearest friend's weddings this past last weekend um, and saw saw my ex-girlfriend there. And I haven't seen her in like since maybe 2019 since I moved oh, from Boston okay. and she moved back home to Mexico. Um, but she's a person who is so like so hungry for culture and it's like consumes mm. like loves museums, like loves going to talk, like just loves is like what? Why wouldn't I be doing that constantly? Like, yeah. and it's it was so like reinvigorating to be around that that energy. Um, yeah, I just I love I love when people acknowledge like we live in a city that has a lot to offer. It's also very disgusting, but it also has a lot <laughs> to offer. Yeah, yeah. Are you a? I feel like some some people don't like to like people who who practice a certain art don't like to consume a lot of that like I don't really relate to that I feel like I watch a ton of stand-up are you do you do you enjoy watching it like are there artists who influence you and who you kind of like study yeah I mean I think watching it is a big part of learning too I I would agree with that (laughs) you have to do it that helps a lot but then you have to see how someone who's so much better than you is doing it and then be like oh okay Mm. that's what i need to get to yeah um yeah i have a lot of favorite comedians it's a lot of my favorite comedians their stand-up is so different oh i want to know i mean one of my like absolute loves and idols is maria bamford i was really hoping you were gonna say yeah yeah oh hell yeah i absolutely love her she's just so so unique so distinct so express like there's so you watch her perform and there's like 10 things going on with her performance in that moment and all of it's carefully constructed and seamless and beautiful and maybe like just her facial expressions the voice she's doing the gesture the word like it's amazing yeah it feels like she's playing 40 instruments at the same yes. time. It's like, how is how is this happening? Yes. And it's so weird and weirdly relatable. Yeah. Like the thing she'll describe is just so off the wall. And and but you're like, in my core, this is exactly I know 
what she's talking about. Yeah. I don't relate to the circumstances at all, <laughs> but the feeling behind it is 100% yes. what I'm experiencing. Yes. She's... Yeah, she's one of she's one of those artists where I'm like, oh, you changed my brain. Like, yeah. you really changed my brain. Oh, my gosh. And with the bombing thing, too, that's like, you know, sometimes you got to, like, pep talk yourself where mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, I just had this horrible bomb. But then, then I, like, remind myself of, like, okay, I think Maria Bamford would have bombed at this, too. And, it, and yeah, you're like, but that's because she's so good and special and not everyone can, not that, like, I just bombed because it wasn't <laughs> sure, good. But, but like, you know, of like, oh, some people just don't. You can see like, oh, yeah, in this room, it would be difficult. Like, yes. it's not really about like what I'm bringing to the table. Like, there's a lot of, there's a whole, there's alchemy happening. That, yes. that like in a lot of, a lot of it I don't have control over. Yeah. Or sometimes it's just like, this is not a room that likes what I'm doing. And that's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. We have different opinions here. It's really, that's really <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah. And then we were both at the Rory Scovel show. That was. Is he a big guy for you? Oh, yeah. He's one of my faves, too. Oh, my God. That's my, he's my, that's my guy. That's your guy? That's my guy. I was like, oh, my God, I have to do stand up. What? <laughs> like, this is what stand up is. I need to do this. Change my life. I could see, I could see that. I could see that a little bit in your stand-up. Oh, my God. That's my dream. Yeah. My dream is for people to see me and be like, mm, she's obsessed with Rory Scovel. <laughs> truly. Truly. She's an unhealthy She's really needs to have some boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> she really needs to develop a sense of self. Um, no, but I've he's a performer where I'm like, you are so free. Mm. I want that. Yeah. I want to be. I want to be that free. That's one of those things where it's like, you know, and I've that was the first time I've seen him live. Mm. I've obviously like seen a lot of stuff, but it was like one of those moments where I was like, watching him was so inspiring. It was like, oh, like you make me want to be a better comedian. And also I think I should quit comedy because I will never be that funny. Like it's just so. I can't do what you do. I can't do what you do. But it's interesting because I remember reading an article or like an interview he did and he said the same thing about, he was talking about John Mulaney, where yeah. he was like, oh, I have to like remind myself that, because I would like tell myself like, oh, I'll never be like as funny as John Mulaney. And so I like have to remind myself that like, I'm not trying to be him or like, you know, yes, I'm being funny my way. I, I'm butchering his quote, but like. No, but I've heard feeling. him talk. I've heard him talk like the same thing. And it, he's someone who I'm. His humility, like, I believe it. Like, he knows his limitations. He, like, knows, but also believes in himself. Yeah. Um, like, it just feels like there's there's this kind of balance, this, like, acknowledgement of, like, I'm not, like, a polished, wear a suit, like, perfectly constructed joke guy. That's not who I am. I'm, like, I climb a ladder on the stage and see what happens. Which is funny because one of his late night sets, he's worn a suit yes like, and with had the piano. a piano yes. yeah that but even that <laughs> but it was like, like part of the it was like yeah. campy I was yeah, like, yeah 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 what's <laughs> happening <laughs> oh my god that's the one where he like he asks a question and then he's like answer me yeah, i love that oh my god <laughs> uh, if you haven't watched that you are dumb <laughs> no you need to go you guys yeah. need to go watch that that's a 
Oh my gosh. It's so, ins- it's so, I love being inspired by artists. <laughs> oh. oh, it hurts. It does. It, it really, really does. does. I also, re- I recently watched a special that I loved. Do you, do you ever listen to Mark Marin comedy or his podcast? No. He is decidedly up, but... not for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, that's just how it is. Yeah. Um, but I, oddly enough, like relate so much to how he, the way he talks about Jewish identity. And we grew mm. up so, such different kinds of Jews. Um, but yeah, even watching him do, I was like, oh, I don't really want to do what you do. But like, you make me laugh. So, you made me laugh so hard and feel so seen. Like, I want to do that. Like when someone has some kind of essence that you're like, you want to emulate, it just feels good. When you say essence, what do you mean? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't fucking know. Sorry, I didn't mean to (laughs) make you reflect. (laughs) Like, oh, this is like a, he's like a, a grumpy old guy who's like still mad at his parents and is fine with it. Mm. And like can really get you on board. I'm just like, I don't know who I am to the audience, but I want to bring you on board and you don't have to like me or agree with me, but like I make you laugh. I I would love to hear your thoughts on that because I feel like, especially in today's fast paced, <laughs> but like I feel like it helps when people have a persona and sometimes that persona might be just a reflection of who they are, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's actually like a proper persona and it's a different character almost yeah, yeah, yeah. even if it's informed by themselves but it's yeah. like distilling yourself into this type that people can yeah. grasp onto and be like oh I know who that is that's this person and they do this type of comedy and this is what I can expect from them whereas like yeah I don't feel like I have that I don't know who I am to the audience because I'm like I don't humans are complex yeah which is why i i more so connect to uh to perform to a performer like rory scoville where i'm like i don't know what type you are but like you just you take risks like you're a risky performer you are trying to have fun yeah i want to be that um i don't want to be like the loud jewish woman comedian who's always talking about her pussy like i that's okay gotta laugh from maxim first time in my life maybe i really should okay maybe i should change everything about myself (laughs) But um, yeah, I just want I want to like be present and having fun with the people who are there right then and there. But I appreciate when people like have the ability to like distill that part, some 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 part of themselves and like make it digestible like that. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's I think that that's why I asked you earlier, like if you feel different on stage and off Mm. because you you don't it doesn't right you don't register as a person who gets on stage and there's this like persona where it's like, whoa, Divi is not like that when you talk to her. Like, yeah, I, I get on stage and I'm immediately like, waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> You're a clown on stage. Just some classic comedy. Just some classic physical clowning. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I wonder, I don't know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm curious if there are, are there parts of yourself that you feel like curious about like exploiting or like um, teasing out for, for that kind of purpose or that you think about like, oh, could I really lean into this part of me? I feel like I go like, I feel like there's a few different 
parts of my personality that do get a little bit more emphasized. Ooh, like what? I think, and it kind of depends on the joke or the sure. mood I am. Like sometimes, like some jokes I have like are a little bit sillier. Mm -hmm. And but then I also like a lot of my comedy is very pointed. Um, and so I don't want to say confrontational. I'm not like trying to be confrontational, but like. Uh, there's like a little bit more of a harder edge I think yeah. to some of my jokes and to the way I deliver them mm -hmm. that I think if you met me in per if you know me like you can see it and you'd be like oh yeah that speaks <laughs> that's mm -hmm. not different but I think for people that I'm not as close with that's probably like oh you're like confident up there or you're like you know sure yeah it, that might be yeah different P close friends of mine um Maxim I can't remember if you were one of those people but <laughs> sort of came to a consensus. They were like, yeah, your comedy's sort of like in your face. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> like I didn't have this awareness, but then I was like reflecting and I'm like, oh, I guess I, I do like lean into the like performer side on like sometimes. Um, where sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm like a really serious, I talk about, I'm like talking about dark stuff and like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what I think I am, but um, it's always odd to like, hear yourself described and be like, oh, that's what you're picking up from the performance? Are you laughing again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like I'm making a lot of sense, but I don't know. I like learning, like figuring out how to do, how to how Yeah, to do I think one of the things I love, just love talking about with people is like how, yeah, like how do you perceive yourself versus how do other people perceive yourself? And then, mm -hmm. yeah, when you're a performer, there's that whole other element of who are you on stage? Yeah. What's, is that you or is that, what's the real you? Yeah, I, just the other night when Salma and I did our, like the first run of our show together and even like on being on stage with her and watching her, I, it felt like, oh my God, you're the same. Like you're exactly yourself and there's something so like intoxicating about that. Mm. And I'm like, okay, how do I do that? Can I, I do, do that? Do, do I do that? what you I do? So. I don't know. I don't know, but yeah. I think like I did, I don't know if I made this a conscious decision, but I think I at some point like thought about this and was like, I, I don't wanna be different people on and off stage. Yeah. Cause I do really appreciate like the authenticity and like, you know, especially when you're talking about your personal experiences or like your view on things, it's nice to be like, oh yeah, that's actually yeah what you think and mm -hmm. that you're talking about real things you've experienced yeah. and these are your reflections on them as opposed to all of that was a lie just yeah. constructed to make you laugh yeah no for sure oh man are you um do you feel do you feel at home in in new york I think so. I still wouldn't consider myself a New Yorker, but you I still would or would not. Would not. How come? I don't know. I just don't think I'm I'm there yet. Hmm. But yeah, I always feel it always feels good coming back. Where it's just there's something about the city that's obviously it has so many problems. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> But it's just one of those places where it's like, it's so it's so lived in mm -hmm. as a city. 
There's so Ooh, much history. I love that. There's so much culture and it's not manufactured culture. It's yeah. culture because so many different people have made this place their home. Yeah. Oh my God, that is so beautiful. <laughs> that was so beautiful. Oh, I just want to sit with that. Are you a, in terms of like the kind of art or media that you consume, do you enjoy reading? Are you a TV person? Do you like film? None of the above. Plato. I don't know why I thought of Plato. I don't really know. I don't even know what I mean. What I mean by that. Plato's Adults Republic. don't really play with Plato. Just pretend I didn't say that. Okay. Oh, you meant Play-Doh. The toy. I thought you meant Plato, the philosopher. Oh my God. Or, or him. <laughs> you know. <laughs> we love our <laughs> Greek dude. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> um, I like all of it, honestly. I will say I don't I don't go to the movies a lot. I think more so because I did I recently um with Lee actually we saw Past Lives. I wanna see it's that. so good. Yeah, that I mean it's, it looks I it's just everything I re I haven't read or watched that much about it because I'm like no, 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 don't ruin it. I want to see it. it. Even if you do, it won't ruin it because the movie oh is so God. fantastic. Damn. It's so good. Oh, um, my God. But other than that, I think I don't see a lot of, I don't watch, I don't like going to the theater a ton as a social event just because I feel like so much of my life is on a computer, like yeah. looking at screens and it's hard for me to be like, and now I'm going to go outside so that I can go inside. And yeah. 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 Screen. Yeah. And rain, you're not like <laughs> if you, if, if you go with people, I like going alone sometimes, but like, even if you go with people, it's like, okay, but like, are we really, it doesn't feel yeah. like we're, we're not talking. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, it is an experience. Sure. I think it'd be more fun to see like trashy movies yeah. with friends. Yeah. But, yeah, so I like movies, but I don't go a ton to actually see them. Um, but I probably watch too much TV, more as like a distraction coping <laughs> situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I was like just watching so... <laughs> When I'm like watching it on a phone on my way to work, I'm like, okay, this, mm, that's, this, yeah. We're avoiding, I mean, we're avoiding yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching a very violent Korean drama <laughs> at nine, nine in the morning. Which like, one? what? It's called Bloodhounds. Okay. So much fighting. So much fighting. So much beautifully choreographed mm. fighting that I really liked. Not, were there guns? There, there were like some guns, but it was a lot of like, Hand to hand, yeah. is that what it's called? I don't know. Hand to hand, but yeah, hand. It was a lot of hand to hand, and I was like, "Whoa!" I just it felt very choreographed, like organic, but like, "Whoa!" They really had to. Actors were just like so embodied. Yeah, one of um, my favorite fight cool. scenes is from Old Boy. Actually, mm. have you seen that movie? I have not. It's an old movie. Okay. Um, old Korean movie that they did. I assume a terrible American remake of there's just no way they could have made that better but there's a great fight scene um and it's all hand to hand and it's like it's well done because it looks so real and it's like impressive but not so impressive that you're like Come they don't know how to do that you know yeah 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 like there's just a grittiness and a 
yeah. a realness to it. Are have you ever like done mar what's it called? Like martial combat arts. sports, martial combat arts. Combat sports. That's what <laughs> I, I was talking to um I talked to Victor Trant. Do you know Victor Trant? Mm -hmm. I was talking to him on this podcast and like he loves watching like is it is it MMA? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was, he, he's just like into combat sports. And I was like, whoa, I've never heard that term before, but it like made so much sense. Um, but also is hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, what? Um, and when we talked about it, I was like, I can't fighting. I can't. I, and I don't think I couldn't watch like MMA fighting, but, um, like the art mm. of like, like channeling aggression into like, um, intentional movement and like strategic movement. I don't know, like there's a lot to it. And I'm like, okay, I kind of wanna, I'm curious about it. I don't know like if I'll do anything about it. Have you ever like, have you ever done like boxing or Muay Thai? I don't know. Anything. Yeah, I would actually love to do like Muay Thai. Um, I did, or like kickboxing. I did boxing for like a very short amount of time, mm. like just a couple months. Um, and that was fun. And I did, I tried um, jujitsu for like a day. Whoa. Terrible at it. I mean, obviously, because I did it like once. One time. Because <laughs> I did it one time. <laughs> somehow didn't master it. I don't, oh I guess it just isn't for me. Yeah. But that was also, that's one of those sports where it's like, I think I like when it, th there is a lot of like art and technique to it. But as, <laughs> as someone who truly did it one time, it just felt like a lot of, rolling around <laughs> on the ground <laughs> and hugging, <laughs> which was kind of nice, actually. Yeah, um, I think Hayden, do you know Hayden? Yeah. Hayden? He has a funny jujitsu joke about like, it's something like, um, oh yeah, if we're fighting, then why do I feel so safe right now? <laughs> like being hugged by yeah. your opponent. <laughs> oh my God, makes me giggle I think time. there should be a, a martial art that it's just just hugging. <laughs> yeah. That's the combat goal. hugs. Combat hug. The the goal is to be the big spoon. Yes. Oh my god. Hug. You know what else I watched? I watched a show called Sanctuary, a f maybe like a month ago or so. It's about like contemp. It's about like su like a drama comedy ish thing about like sumo wrestlers in oh, Japan. Interesting. Like it today, and I was like, whoa, sumo culture. I don't know anything about that. Wild. I saw an ad for an event in New York that there it's like it's like sushi and sumo oh my god <laughs> but it was like the tickets were like over a hundred dollars or something okay so, well yeah it's not so I was like oh I, I was like oh that would be so cool like I'd love to see sumo wrestling yeah and then it was very expensive and I was like oh yeah. I, I love that I don't for love someone it else. that much <laughs> someone wants to love it for me <laughs> oh man well um bizarre to end on sumo but we are coming toward the end of the conversation but um i'm curious if you, this will this will come out probably next week or the week after i don't know if you have anything you'd like to plug or if you can share let people know where they can find you i can also link to it in the episode notes yeah you can find me online at divya underscore undone mm. or just like you know around yeah, you, you can just like find follow me. her and like find, yeah. you know, find I think her. if you put in effort, you could just find <laughs> me. That's really good to know. <laughs> <laughs> I have a pretty predictable schedule. So. Oh, guys, are you listening? <laughs> 
Well, thank you. <laughs> what a treat to talk to you. Thank Danielle, you so much was... for doing this. I'm so glad I got to talk oh, to you. Good. Good, good, good. Well, thank you for being here. And we'll see you guys next time. I never do an ending like that. I'm not doing that. Stop, delete, delete. Okay, Max, we're done. <laughs>